Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie. One minute at a time. And welcome to our first show of 2022. It's 2022! Woohoo! We're back. We're all rejuvenated, ready to talk about exploding candy canes. <laughs> Hopefully you guys did your homework and are all caught up now. You f- mm-hmm. you finished listening to any episodes you may have missed or, or bailed on. <laughs> did anybody write in? Did Julie uh, no. say anybody was writing and reading? Reading and mm-hmm. writing? Nope, we haven't heard from anyone. So I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas or Happy Holiday or whatever. And... Uh, You know, you're excited for the new year and ready to go. Now, I had a week off from editing, so I didn't have to listen to us yammer in my ears for a week. So, I'm ready to go. You're ready to start a new year of talking about this movie? (laughs) Yes, we're not going to go the whole year, though, so it's okay. (laughs) Three months away from our second anniversary of doing this. That's true. And then after that, we'll be a little more sporadic, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Ben, what minute are we on this week? We are on minute to 91. Now, the last time, back in minute 90, Towser had just made the big reveal that the candy canes are dangerous. They will explode when exposed to heat. Yeah. This has taken BZ off guard. He's choked on his cigar smoke, and he's bug-eyed here as our clip opens here at minute 91. Exploded. They react to extreme heat and turn volatile. BZ is having none of that and angrily responds, Stop! Are you insane? We've got to stop this. Stop! Are you insane? <laughs> Very nice. Now, Towser, when he tells BZ to stop, he is... Thi- now, I know you have some something to say about this, but in the book... <laughs> Towser is thinking of all of the innocent children who could be hurt or even killed by the overheated candy canes. He thought of outraged parents and lawsuits and spending the rest of his life in prison. And that's why he told BZ that they have to stop. Now, I guess we'll just get right into it. Yeah. So we have to assume Towser has had a long association with BZ, a loyal yes man all these years. Mm-hmm. He can't be a new employee because he, we know BZ's laid off everyone in the factory except for BZ, Grizzard, and Miss Abruzzi. Right. So that must be like his inner circle. Right. And uh, even though the, the movie itself doesn't specify exactly what Towser's position is, the book has said he's the head of research and development the comic book just simplified it and said he was one of BZ's lawyers, correct? The Marvel comic? Yeah. Yeah, I was looking to see if I had in my notes um, how long Towser had worked for BZ. I didn't know if I had written that down. So I was just looking while you were giving the uh, overview here. I don't see it in my notes, so I don't know if we have the exact time he's worked for BZ or not. Going back to the congressional hearing, I remember he, in the book, it wasn't in the actual movie, but I assumed it must have been filmed at some point, where BZ was just going to throw one of his long long-time employees under the bus and have him take the blame. Right, yes. So maybe, maybe Towser wasn't quite up to that level yet. <laughs> maybe. 
But anyway, where I was going with this was <laughs> this cannot be the first time Towser has had this conversation with BZ. I would about hope not. things that could harm or possibly kill a child. <laughs> I would hope not. I mean, at the beginning, when we met BZ and Towser, we were hearing about the teddy bear filled <laughs> with glass and sand and nails. We heard about a doll whose dress, it, like, is extremely flammable. And in the book, we heard about a car that electrocutes you. So I would imagine Towser would have been around for all of those incidences when they were create, like when the items were created. Well, BZ did say it's always some new melodrama with yes. Towser. So maybe this isn't the first three o'clock meeting <laughs> that he's had to talk to Towser. It's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Right. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that this reaction on BZ's face choking on the cigar smoke and his eyes bugging out. He, he's not reacting to dangerous candy canes. He's reacting like, oh, oh, my, my building got damaged. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I'm just wondering why is exploding candy canes like, okay, the glass stuffed teddy bear. Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> but these candy canes, this is too much for me. Yeah. I guess. But we'll, I mean, we'll get into it more and more because... <laughs> I mean, we we don't know how much the lab was destroyed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't know. That's a big we don't know. So. I have to assume it was pretty bad. So as uh, BZ, he just said, stop, are you insane? And he's still really <laughs> intently looking at Towser. The camera is slowly zooming in on a pair of, it looks like cupboard doors, but we will soon figure out what this is in a minute. These doors slowly creak open a little bit just a bit and ben who's inside those doors cornelia is hiding in those doors listening to everything that towser and bz are saying so this is a dumb waiter that we haven't seen previously in the movie but i did recall it was set up earlier much earlier in the book yes and uh per john's request i went back and i looked to see where the dumbwaiter was mentioned before. And it was way back around minute 47 when Cornelia was getting food for Joe to put out for Joe. And Cornelia didn't use the dumbwaiter. You thought in your memory that Cornelia had an interaction with it. But what it was was Cornelia heaped spoonfuls of food onto the plate and carried it to the kitchen and snuck past the cook who had her back turned loading wine bottles into the dumbwaiter. So that's where it was in okay. the movie. And that also helps with my next question. It was like, what? I, I, like, I was wondering, the basement doesn't seem like it sees much action. So it's like, was the dumbwaiter, I'm assuming the dumbwaiter was there. This is an older townhouse. Dumbwaiter mm -hmm. was probably there when BZ bought the building. Right. So it's like, how often does this dumbwaiter get used? But we did see there was a wine cellar in the basement. So Yeah, I'm going to assume that Cook probably uses it a lot to bring wine up and down. Because the le next line was that Step Uncle had a lot of wine. Oh, and it says here, this is rem reminding me. 
the entrance that Cornelia uses, which is the same exact entrance that Grizzard and Towser used um, to come back in and take Joe. That is the servant's entrance. That's what it's called. It's the servant's oh, okay. entrance. So, um, just so everyone knows. That's where the servants come in, not BZ. <laughs> now, I'm not really familiar with dumbwaiters. I don't know if I've seen one in person or just in movies. Mm-hmm. But this must be the most quiet one ever. Yeah. To be able to lift a, a let's say, 11-year-old child from the basement to the kitchen area without making a sound, no creaking, no or anything like that. That would catch mm-hmm. the attention of Towser and Beezy who are mere feet away from the doors to the dumbwaiter. Yeah, I don't know how Beezy didn't hear this. I mean, unless the storm was covering the noise of the dumbwaiter. You know, it was thundering and raining. Um, and it looks like this one must have a motor because it has a little button right next to the dumbwaiter. I would assume that's what makes it run. Yeah, I was assuming it was an automated one too yeah. and not one on pulleys where she's like going, wee, 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 yeah. like pulling a rope up a well or something. <laughs> I don't know how she got it to go being in it. Well, maybe at the basement there was a button on the wall and she maybe. just had to like, and then it <laughs> she must have played with it when she was a kid, you know, like when she was younger or maybe she does it all the time. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. I mean, there can't be a lot of excitement in a, uh, in this house. You would think being related to a toy tycoon would be pretty fun, but apparently not. <laughs> Well, apparently not when <laughs> BZ wisely keeps these toys away from Cornelia. So he yeah. at least cares that much. He doesn't have, she doesn't have a whole bunch of his toys in her room. <laughs> so BZ stands up and says, I've got millions of dollars pouring in every day. Most of it in cash. Cash, man. Small, unmarked bills. So once again, going to the non-movie not on film within the context of the movie, supplemental material. We know Beezy is not accepting credit cards for Christmas, too. You have to send cash, but I assume there must be some checks. Yeah. Because he does say most of it in cash, not all of it in cash. Right, right. And you can see when he gets up that he leaves his lighter there on the table. He had his lighter back in minute 89 when Towser first came back in from the basement and he leaves it there on the table when he gets up to talk to Towser or continue talking to Towser. Towser's next line ties into what we were talking about earlier. He says, Busy. This stuff can kill people. Everything we've seen this company produce can kill people. Very true. Towser. Towser, mm-hmm. you are you are <laughs> not very good at your job or you're hoping maybe this time BZ will listen to me. Yeah, I mean, who knows? He may say this after every single toy launch, but he doesn't leave BC, BZ. You know, he stays with him, whether he thinks BZ's doing the right thing or not. He doesn't leave. He's kind of like the Mr. Smithers <laughs> to BZ. Yeah. You know, like, kind of like that voice of reason who is totally ignored constantly, but is still loyal <laughs> yes. to the evil billionaire. <laughs> They, they make a line in the book. BZ then says, Are you going to 
going soft on me. And Towser stared speechlessly at BZ's face, which seemed to his distracted mind to expand until it filled the room, the way BZ himself dominated Towser, body and soul. So BZ just seems to just take over Towser. Like, BZ says something and Towser just, like, can't help but go along with it. Yeah, after BZ says, are you going soft on me? He kind of like, no, no, BZ, no, I'm not going, no. And, but he, mm -hmm. he kind of gets more flustered than intimidated, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so while all this is going on, we switch between a close-up shot of Cornelia looking out the opening in the doors. And we also see Towser and BZ from Cornelia's point of view through the, I, I keep calling it a crack, but like a slit yeah. between the two doors, the opening between the two doors that she's kind of peeking through. Yeah. I have to say, somebody could easily recut this and make this into like a horror movie scene. Because Cornelia looks kind of menacing. It looks like she's going to lunge out of this cupboard and attack yeah. Towser and BC with a knife. <laughs> she does. She does look like she's uh, about ready to to uh, go into a different type of a movie role. <laughs> yeah, you could Not replace that. Not just watching. You could replace that like, uh, mom, mom henry mancini stuff with like a more menacing <laughs> yeah like chucky type music <laughs> sneaking up on him <laughs> towser denies that he's going soft abizi cuts him off no i'm not going to listen you idiot who else knows about this nobody but what about patch now i'm just going to put a pause button in it right now towser didn't mention anything to grizzard on a 3 a.m limo ride to bz's townhouse <laughs> Grizzard <laughs> didn't say, hey, what, what's the deal? Why, why are we uh, going to BZ's house at three in the morning? Maybe Grizzard doesn't ask questions. Maybe, yeah. He's, you know, it's kind of his job just to do as they say. And, like, all right, whatever. And you know, like, we, like we were saying earlier, this may not have been his first time out at three in the morning. Like, okay, what is it this time? Yeah. Who all knows right. how many people they've pulled out of their basement? It's a living. <laughs> He was asleep on the other side of the building. He didn't hear anything. How would Towser know that 100% for sure? I don't know. I would imagine an explosion within the same building with not many people in it. With nobody in it except apparently Towser and Pat. And Pat... You would hear something. Yeah, especially since Pat just sleeps in the back of his car. <laughs> In Which that we will big, see next minute. <laughs> that big wide opening that he that he you know that he um, launches from, you know. So you would think that sound would get to that room pretty easily. And I don't want to jump ahead too far, but next minute we'll see. It doesn't look like Patch was like sound asleep. He doesn't look no. like he was dead to the world. No. While in the back of his uh, Patchmobile. Right. <laughs> but we'll talk about that more next week. We, we can worry about that next week. <laughs> and don't tell him. Don't tell anybody. More great John Lithgow performance. Mm -hmm. My favorite part of the minute is coming right up. After <laughs> Towser says, Easy. These are children we're talking about. Now, what really sells this over-the-top BZ moment is that he starts fluttering his <laughs> eyelashes to, to act all innocent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And who appreciates them better than I? These industrious little boys and girls. 
saving all their nickels and dimes to get the magic candy cane. I promise. He really draws it out, too, in kind of a William Shatner-esque way, I would say. Mm -hmm. But that is my favorite part of the minute. Now, I think Cornelia kind of jumps the gun here. I I think she should have waited in that dumbwaiter a little bit longer. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I... I wouldn't have gotten up that quick, personally. I would have waited a little bit. Because as BZ is walking, at this point, BZ has stood up and he and Towser are walking out of the kitchen, but obviously still in earshot. Uh, Cornelia opens the dumbwaiter doors and hops out. Our minute ends as she's kind of scurrying across the kitchen floor. Yeah. And then our minute ends. It was a pretty clean cutoff this week, right? At BZ saying the candy canes I promised them. Mm-hmm. It was. Now, I wanted, I wanted to bring up, I was looking at the minute here, and the chair that BZ was sitting in, uh, pretty much for the majority of the previous minute and uh, the beginning of this one before he goes over to the other side with Towser. This chair has a nice little blue satiny pillow on it. And I was wondering, what do you think? Do you think that that chair has that pillow on there um, just as set decoration or for John Lithgow's butt because he's there for so long? Because uh, I went back a few minutes to, to look this up. And the other chairs at this table do not have a pillow like this on it. So I'm wondering if this is a John Lithgow butt cushion. <laughs> because he sits there for so long. All right, all right. Oh, I see it. When Cornelia right hops there. out. Oh, yeah. Yep. I see that blue little cushion. Yep. On BZ's chair. I also want to point out that in minute 89... Um, that blue that white chair that's under the desk that's next to the table here uh when that white chair is pushed in under the desk like it is right now at the beginning of minute 89 but then when bz comes back upstairs and hands off joe to grizzard that chair is sticking out and cornered for him to sit right into so someone moved the chair uh for him (laughs) Between going down to the basement and coming back up with Joe. I also want to note that it appears Towser is just leaving his briefcase there on Yeah. <laughs> on the countertop. It does. it does. I don't know if he has it in the next minute and we, you know, but he, we don't know where he's going either because we're not going to go into the next minute until next week. So we don't know if he's leaving the house or if he's just going somewhere else in the house. Yeah, that's true. That was another thing that I, I guess we can push off till next week because I was wondering, how's Towser going to get back to where wherever he needs to go? Did Grizzard drive off with Joe? Is is the car still idling? Is the limo still idling outside the townhouse? That must be an awkward couple of minutes for well, Grizzard and Joe. <laughs> I would imagine that Grizzard probably took Joe wherever he's bringing him. And Towser's just going to wait until Grizzard comes back. Okay, all right. I can go with that. I'm sure we'll talk more about it in minute 92. You know. (laughs) Like, wait a second. That's why we (laughs) wanted to talk about it one minute at a time. (laughs) You know, there are some things we've been able to uh, make sense of, you know, breaking it down like this over the past two years. (laughs) 
that's true. Well, I don't have anything else to add this week. I guess anything else I want to talk about is all going to be in minute 92. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty short week because the book actually was pretty much word for word uh, for the movie. There wasn't a lot of padding in the book for this particular section other than what I read already. So in the comic book, Cornelia is hiding somewhere. <laughs> I can't tell. It's not a dumb waiter though. Well, that's going to wrap up our discussion of minute number 91. Don't think there's anything else to add. I think we've drawn it out as long as we can. <laughs> as always, if you have anything to add to this minute, anything Santa Claus the movie related, you know where to contact us by now. But if not, it's Santa by the minute at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media at Santa Minute on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And as always, you can listen to any of those episodes. Hot cream!